Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Laurie and Julia Show, My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Uh, the next time you two are in Vegas, whether separately or together, you can go to the Erotic Heritage Museum on Sammy Davis Jr. Drive and see the puppetry of a penis show there. Oh, geez, Donnie, we're going to pass on yeah. that. You're going to pass oh, on that? Oh, sure. Uh, it's a 24,000 square foot space dedicated to the history of erotica, Lori. Well, we I don't know. Care. We go, we've got, gone to <laughs> we, all we've these lived museums. It. We've lived it. You've yeah. lived it? Mm, no. oh, those right. puppetry penis people here, we've had our own erotica. The penis museum okay. in Reykjavik, right. the one in New York. It's not York. what I'm going to do in Vegas. No, no. I just thought I'd pass it Thank on. you, though. That was helpful. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so Jimmy Kimmel, ABC did devote time to Jimmy Kimmel this morning because yes, the they Oscars did. are coming up, which is why they don't want Ryan Seacrest. They're like, they are going, they're having so many emergency meetings right now. Because he's hosting the after party for the Oscars and he's going to do the red carpet about Ryan Seacrest and American yeah. Idol. Let's get it back to Kimmel, who did such a great job as hosting. Paula sat down uh, with him. Paula Ferris did the I interview. love her. She's so good. Yeah, she is really good. And she was filling in for Robin Roberts uh, today. And boy, Robin was so pissed on Friday when that NRA lady accused said that the mainstream media loves school shootings oh, that they live for it it, it makes horrible. their ratings she was just shaking and she looked right at the camera and she said this woman's name and her voice was just shaking she said we don't live for these stories we don't like these stories oh she was just wow shaking she was so upset you know well i guess yeah so i anyway i think she's on an, a, a little vacation or maybe yep. she's taking a few days off because i think she'll be doing uh abc's yep. red carpet on sunday so for I the oscars for mm-hmm. the oscars so here's jimmy kimmel um of course they got to ask him envelope gate looking back What's your thoughts? Whatever. So we're a year removed from the moment. Have you been able to process exactly what happened? I'm still not clear on how the wrong envelope got into Warren Beatty's hands. Color coding might be a nice thing to think of this time around, (laughs) but um, I'll be honest, it would be funny if it happened again. You don't want things to go perfectly. You secretly want the wheels to fall off a little bit. At least one wheel. So are there any safeguards in place this year to make sure what happened last year? doesn't happen again. I think that the biggest safeguard there is is that this company, Coopers, <laughs> will literally have to go out of business if, <laughs> if they do it a second time. So I think they're going to be very, very careful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there will be absolutely no social media backstage. No, none. No one can have their phone out. And I think out. 
Yeah. No one can do any Mm-mm. of that. Okay, let's play the next one where they, Paula texts him about the uh, Me Too Time's Up movement. Are you nervous at all that you're going to strike the right tone? Yeah, that I do worry about that because I have a tendency to not strike the right tone um, in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, you know, I do think about that. How will you know if you've gone too far? I'm sure the Internet will tell me. <laughs> in real time? <laughs> yes, almost immediately. So you probably saw there was a USA Today poll that was released recently that said 94% of women in Hollywood have been harassed or assaulted. That's your audience right there. It's, yeah. How do you address it? Well, listen, here's the thing. This show is not about reliving people's sexual assaults. It's an award show for people who have been dreaming about maybe winning an Oscar for their whole lives. And the last thing I want to do is ruin that for someone who is, you know, nominated for, you know, best leading actress or best supporting or best director or cinematographer or whatever by making it unpleasant. I, you know, that's, that's not what I want to do. I'm not going to stop any bad behavior with my jokes. I love that he said that. I know. Isn't I love that? that he said that because that's the truth. Yeah. They've been dreaming about their whole life. Let's celebrate the movies. Yeah. Well, I, then, you know, she asked him the question. He gave a great answer, I thought, about, well, people, oh, we don't want to hear actors talking politics or something oh, like that. Here yes. we go. What do you say to your critics that say, who are you to speak out on these issues? I'm an American. That's who I am. You know, a lot of people are going with this line of reasoning where they say people in show business shouldn't speak out about politics. And yet, um, so I think that argument is pretty well jumped out the window. Do you think that maybe there have been times where you push the envelope too far and maybe become a little too political? No, I don't. You don't regret anything that you've said? Not at all. I don't think you can go too far. I think that, you know, I'm still doing a comedy show and I need to be funny and entertain my audience, but I also think that we've matured enough to the point where we can accept late night talk show hosts speaking about a serious subject. And I think that it's almost necessary now. I I really thought he was was so well spoken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Because that that just drives you crazy when they're like, hey, you know, because you'll hear that. What are these Hollywood people? What are they doing talking politics? Nobody wants to hear. Use that argument about anyone. I'm an American. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in sports or whatever. Yep. Everyone has the right to their opinion. We don't care about your opinion. Yeah. It's just crazy. All right. uh, Let's play the last. uh, It's very short. Okay. Last cut. He's still looking forward to Sunday night and trying to keep realistic expectations. Unless something, you know, overtly disastrous happens, everybody in your life will go, oh, that was great. But, you know, for me, if I see people laughing, I'll feel good about it. And he said that his wife, Molly, is one of the co-writers on the board for the Academy. And she's the main co-writer. On his show, yeah. yeah. And he says he takes it, they've whittling it down from like thousands of jokes. He's at like 500 right now. And then they'll whittle it down to 30. And he said, will she decide? And he goes, no, I'll decide. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the one who has to deliver them. <laughs> yeah. So I, he does such a good job. Mm-hmm. I think he walks the line and pushes it yeah. just far enough. I think he does a great job. Yeah, he does. Yep. Donnie posted this thing today. Oscars, six pairs of parents who were nominated in the same year. Um, Leslie Manville was nominated for Phantom Thread and Gary Oldman. They used to be married. 
Oh, so they're both nominated. Yep. Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman were both nominated one year in 1968 for the same movie or different movies. Oh, different movies. Different okay. movies. Yeah, uh, Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins. Yes. Were nominated uh, together. Uh, they collaborated on Dead Man Walking. Mm-hmm. Francis McDormand and Joel Cohen for Fargo, at, but three billboards. Oh, for three. Oh, he was he, part of that. Oh, and then I didn't. Angelina that. and Brad Pitt. She was nominated for Changeling, and he was nominated for The Case of Benjamin Button, oh. which I thought he was so good at. He was. He was so good. Oh, in that I movie. love that movie. And I think I, the Changeling was underrated. Yeah, that was. Yeah, a good that was movie. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Barbara Streisand, uh, she did an interview, wide-ranging interview uh, with a Variety magazine, and she talked about she was in the running to direct Hidden Figures, which was such a great movie and that came out in 2016 about the real-life NASA women mathematicians of the 60s. She said, I was sent the script. I said, yes. Then they gave it to the man who wrote the script. But he did a good job, but I wished I had directed she but there was a little bit more to that story yeah she didn't get the gig well she didn't get it because she also didn't respond right away to her agent yeah said you need to read the script you they're looking for a director and she waited too long to respond and they were already too far down the road yeah. with the other guy she waited too long yes she was out on on a road trip with james and, and their red pickup and stopping with at their, diners with their cloned <laughs> so dogs yeah well what's the deal with that i don't like that at all it's what? a little weird, isn't it? I don't like cloning anything right now. I'm All sorry. Right. It reminds me of the boys from Brazil. She said the she, movie. Yeah. she had an uncomfortable... With Anthony Peck, Andrew Peck, or Gregory Peck. Yeah, she said she had... She thought Harvey was vulgar. Um, I guess they had a big argument at his opening of Finding Neverland. Harvey Weinstein, she's yeah, talking she, about. He wanted me to come there on his arm and sing a song. I said, no, I can't do that. And then he threatened never to work with me again. And I just thought he was boorish and vulgar. And her next movie, she's going to direct a Skinny and Cat about Life magazine photographer Margaret Bork White, which I bet will be really oh, great. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with really? the, the cloning. The cloning I do. with the animals. I do. Why? I do. I she just know. took a bite out of science to recreate her beloved dog. I guess that? that's what you do when you're when she's got money. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It bothers me. Yeah, I just that's my opinion. I initially thought cloning. Yikes, they cloned a sheep successfully in China or something a couple weeks ago. I just, I don't know. All right. You're going to just say people aren't the next thing, Lori. All right. All right. Well, that's your opinion. It is my opinion. I get to have it. We're not going to let any of your kids clone you, is what you're (laughs) saying. Or do the cryogenically? <laughs> well, they're freezing head. me already. We've already paid the down payment on the freezer. Yeah, mm, and then the cloning. Well, they they'll want to. Have you ever Googled Walt Disney and Frozen? He was frozen. I don't. Know, I thought Williams he wanted was. it too. There's some reason what? about <laughs> why they called Frozen Frozen. The movie. Is it true? Is yeah, that, he what? was. He, he wasn't. James Bedford was the first person to be cryogenically frozen, but for some reason that is a a, a myth, urban myth, an it? urban legend about him, um, and that it had that's why that they had something to do with um, how they called Frozen Frozen because one of the things when you Google Walt Disney and Frozen, what comes up is Walt is Walt Disney's body still frozen. So in the title of Frozen, it's just called Frozen. You, Disney got it, got is an it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Because of this yes. urban, 
That's kind of fun. I know. That's right. a good little thing. Speaking Lori's of, learning about Frozen because she's taking kids to Frozen. That's right. And Disney has donated a million dollars to the Boys and Girls Clubs of America in celebration of Black Panther. I think they can up that. Totally. Uh-huh. And they're not paying the $1,000 they said to every em- employee that they said they would do with their tax break. They haven't? Nope. Oh, that's... They're putting some conditions around it, Lori. Oh, like what? I'm not going to tell you right now because it's time for the dirt alert. It is. Oh. All right. We'll be right back. My Talk 1071. Everything. How you doing? Entertainment. Hey everyone, Lori and Julia here for First Equity Mortgage. And uh, yesterday we read a testimonial from somebody who combined credit card debt into uh, her home mortgage. Home mortgage. Because, of course, on a credit card, If you've got any kind of a balance, let's just say over $500, you're paying too much in interest. Those are not friendly interest rates. You get the first three months, maybe. Yeah. Free. Some people will get six months, but people don't really realize what that adds up to. And if you could roll in that uh, into your uh, mortgage mortgage payment and pay it at a much, much lower interest rate, you're you're really being Mm -hmm. smart. And, um, just you'll really get the overwhelming thing that we hear over and over is the amazing service, how quickly they get back to you, how responsive they are. They How first, smart they are. First Equity knows that this is people's biggest thing that's happening, you know, that's coming the money out of their wallet for their mortgage, and you want to be smart. Call First Equity today at 612-868-6968 or keyword David. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth! Hi, friends. How are you? Really good. good. You know, you were talking about Barbara Streisand closing, cloning her dogs. I'm horrified by this. I am you too. Are, okay. And I do want you to know that there is a headline on page six right now that says PETA wants celebrities to stop cloning their dogs. All, all right. right. That PETA thinks even even PETA, which is like all about animal preservation at all costs, right? I mean, we are not wearing any fur. We are not eating any meat. This is PETA. They say that there is a point when you should let the animals go. Let it go. There's a song about that. Yeah. From Frozen. From Frozen. (laughs) We've come full circle now. And we should listen to that song. Yes. Yes. Because it is weird to clone your dog. I think so, too. All right. Moving on. All right. Anyway, that's what I've got. Uh, Russell Crowe is getting divorced, and he is auctioning off everything. Sotheby's in Australia is going to host an auction titled The Art of Divorce, in which 227 different items from Russell Crowe's private life will go up for sale. This is a massive amount of diamond rings, watches, guitars, movie memorabilia, and fine art. Is this weird, you guys? Yes. This auction is going to take place on April 7th on what would have been Russell Crowe and his estranged wife, Danielle Spencer's 15th wedding anniversary. Bitter, 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 bitter. Holy buckets. Yeah, bitter party of one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seat me at the restaurant. A 2001 Mercedes valued between $15,000 and $25,000 is in the lot, along with two motorcycles. He said in a statement, divorce has its way of making you really examine the things that are essential in life and the things that are not. Through the process, I had to look around and realized I had a lot of stuff, career stuff, stuff I've collected and stuff in general, boxes and boxes of stuff. So in the spirit of moving forward into fresh air, here's a portion of that collection of stuff. All right. Well, we don't know if this is go- the money's going to go towards his divorce settlement, or if maybe he's going to donate some to a charity. I don't know. I wish I we knew what happened much with those him. two. It's very bizarre. They split in 2012. They have two sons. Yeah. Do you have any other info on their relationship? Well, they w- they were high school sweethearts, and then he went and dated everybody else, including Meg, Meg Ryan, Ryan. Yeah. and then dumped her after she dumped her husband. Yeah. For him, and then yeah. he dumped her, and then they got back together and got married. Right. They've had a long-term something. Yeah, but this is very, like, publicly mad. But then without being mad in the statement, so it's kind of creepy. It's, like, unsettling. The art of divorce. That's what it's called. (laughs) Sell it all. It's a Sotheby's auction. do it on your anniversary. And do it on your anniversary? Tell her she can't have any of the money. Golly. Okay, speaking of doomed relationships, let's talk about The Bachelor, okay? Uh, (laughs) Finale is coming up on Monday. Yeah. And uh, The Bachelor is saying, I'm prepared for the backlash after the finale airs. It's down to two women. Lauren, who has shown little to no personality on this entire show. And then Becca from Minnesota, Mm -hmm. who is a bright, shining firecracker of joy. Uh, (laughs) Now, here's what Ari says. Marshall. The Bachelor. (laughs) He says, I know people are going to be hard on me. I made a mistake and I'm prepared for the backlash. But all I can say is I had to follow my heart. Oh, Oh, please. There are all sorts of rumors about what went on, but I'm not going to tell you what, because I don't want to spoil anything for someone who might not want to know. Yeah. It concludes Monday and Tuesday on ABC. I know it's a two-parter. Did you watch Unreal last night? Did you get a chance to watch it? No, I I need to watch that show. I actually fell asleep during The Bachelor, and The Bachelor had a total Unreal planned moment, which is when that that silly boyfriend of Becca's came back to say, I mean, it's all so staged. Well, it's so staged, but I'm sorry, but when Ross, I looked at Ross, and I looked at Ari, and I'm like, okay, every woman in America is Googling this Ross right now, because even though he had kind of a goofy outfit on yeah he's quite a nice looking guy this is exactly what i said i was like this guy should be the next bachelor and he's very well built and ari looks like a look like a little chihuahua next (laughs) to him he was so tiny well, and he's just so snivelly. Oh, he really is. I mean, he's, he's a, just he's snivelly, been the worst. and he's just all. I mean, the amount of ming that he does in this uncomfortable moaning way, I can oh. barely handle. It, it's real, and then the slurpy lips. I know, and then of course he pulled it where he said, "I'm in love with two women." I know uh, he I, did that. Who did that first? Oh, I'm forgetting who did that first. Well, they all do it. Oh. First. Well, it was a big deal when the first one said, "I love you," because it's been kind of an unwritten rule that you right. don't say, "I love you." True. Uh, Rachel Lindsay, who was the last Bachelorette, who's all also just a total joy. Uh, she said that it is just, uh, she, he said it's, Ari is not in love with both women. It's ridiculous yeah. to say that, that you're not in love with both, mm-hmm. both women. I agree. Yeah. Um, Kendall Jenner and Blake Griffin have cooled off since his NBA trade. 
So where where was he playing and where did he, he go? He was playing for the Clippers and then he moved to the Detroit Pistons. That's what happens. Like she only wants to date people who is are in LA. Is he the father of her child? No, this is Kendall. She Kendall, doesn't have a child. He oh. has two children with oh. another woman. And oh, then, don't get involved. Don't this get, is good. This don't is good. Get I bet I would be all. surprised if her mom, Chris Jenner, brokered the trade. Yeah. <laughs> Something. No kidding. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. been seeing each other since August. Kendall is twenty two. He's twenty eight. They got together shortly after he split from the mother of his two children, who's a former college basketball player. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I, and she, he was sued um, by his former, by the mother of his children, alleging that he abandoned her and their children to pursue a relationship with Kendall Jenner. <sighs> yeah. In that lawsuit, it says he had no problem trading her, his former fiance and uh, the mother of his children for reality television star Kendall Jenner. And then he responded that the allegations are not true and will be addressed in court. I mean, is there not a man that the Kardashians could find no. or the Jenners could find without like a child a on baby the way mama, one that's pregnant? Like, is it not possible? I mean, I don't just don't get it. Do they just want like the most complicated relationship ever where most women are like, oh, wait, you have a two year old and a baby on the way with another woman. I feel like that's maybe not what I'm looking for. Yeah. Right. Well, Kim didn't have that. Kim's no, the only didn't. one with Kanye. Yeah. Right. She's the only but one yeah, with Kanye. Chloe has that with her guy. Yeah. And yeah, Kendall. And then look at the messy, messy stuff that Kylie, Kylie is in. Well, that's what happens that's... when you let your daughter date at 14. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I know. With the Tyga and then the new guy. Ugh. It just seems so complicated. Yeah. And Kanye. I mean, Kanye comes with his own set of bag of marbles to deal with he would be an exhausting man did you see Mm -hmm. what kim had to wear in tokyo today i know i know i have not gray spanx it looks like she was gonna get ready to ride the luge yeah basically (laughs) it really did they were gray shiny spanx she used to go on like fancy dresses and i was just like what is she wearing i know and she never gets to smile oh uh, you know, these two are really in love. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, they uh, were at a hockey game at the Staples Center and uh, they got on the kiss cam and they're just so cute. That's so, so cute. He had fun, smacked his lips, smacked a big one right on Mila. I know. They are a cute couple, aren't they? they are. They're totally uh-huh. cute. What's going to go on with this Ryan Seacrest thing? Oh, it's not it's good. Messy. It's, it's not messy. It's messy. I know. And the timing is terrible. And, and it's terrible. And I believe, I believe this uh, Susie and this I think former that, stylist, yeah. Yeah, I think ABC doesn't know what to do. The Today yeah. Show covered it at 721. And so did CBS. Ryan, Ryan covered Heath Whitening and the weather for 20 minutes with yeah, Kelly guys, this morning. It's going to be real dicey in the next few days. I think People so. might not talk to him on Sunday. I don't know. On the Oscars, I know. We'll see. Oh, yeah. oh Elizabeth? Yeah. It, it was Ben Higgins that said, I love Thank you Thank you. Minutes. He was the first yeah, one. I knew two it. years ago. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, Kenny is not the first person with the traffic, but he does give the best traffic. So what's happening? Well, yeah. Well, duh. Oh, my gosh. The studies, the studies, the studies. Okay, so this really is the study of duh, because the fact that they even did this, when I thought everyone knew this, hands down, all the way around, sex really does sell. A new study... I mean, isn't that duh? Don't we know that? We've been, they've been using sex to sell things forever. Time immemorial. And uh, yeah, so they had to do a study to find out that um, sex really does make people prefer brands that are associated with sexy images and power. And we're not the only animals to do it because they 
showed the monkeys, and the monkeys also <laughs> are likely to prefer brands. I love the brands. monkeys, Lori. Yep. Love uh, the monkeys. New research has proven that our tendency to link certain brands with factors like luxury or sex isn't a unique trait because, uh, uh, like humans, monkeys value information about sex and status. And the, uh, the study author told Gizmodo that they studied whether or not a specific monkey, the rhesus, would respond like humans do to advertising. They tested Stop 10 it. adult monkeys using touchscreen computers. Stop it. The monkeys were trained to use the touchscreens prior to the experiment. They showed images of a dominant male monkey face, a subordinate male monkey face, and a female monkey's hindquarters. And they were paired with particular brands. Okay. <laughs> what? Just, I love this. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Okay. What so kind of stupid. what was the sex of the monkeys? Do we know? Does it matter at all? It, it, uh, ten adult monkeys. No. Okay. The monkeys then had to choose between the brands uh, paired with the scrambled images and the brands compared with the images of a dominant face, a subordinate face, and, and a fanny. female hindquarters. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they among the brands they used were Domino's Pizza, Pizza Hut, Adidas, Nikes, and they wanted to see are the monkeys. Do they? Their brains correlate the same way that uh, humans do right. as far as association. And uh, they found that because they've always known that monkeys and other primates recognize faces. That's yes, been a long okay. thing. Okay. Um, so anyway, they, they found out that, yes, indeed, just like um, humans, the monkeys preferred uh, the, you know, the sex selling they like the dominant male monkey face and they like the female hindquarters when paired with the ads and if it was paired like if nike was paired with a subordinate male face they didn't like it as much and they didn't touch that screen but if they did nike with the female hindquarters they like and they would well, touch don't that you screen. just think that they like the female hindquarters and but the- they also did it with the male dominant yep. face so they like power and sexual images the same way humans do. So we're going to continue to see those things selling in advertising. Yeah. To me, this seemed like, duh, because when are monkeys going to really be buying anything? Yes. But they wanted mm-hmm. to show that our tendency to link certain brands with the sexy or power factor isn't a uniquely human trait. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Because that's going to help in advertising sales and marketing. And yeah. monkey monkeys are us, the quarterly magazine that comes out. When are monkeys going to be buying? Yeah, I know. When are they going to be buying anything? Okay. This, Soon. this Soon, might yeah. be a study of duh or not. Okay. But I think if you watched, uh, I think this was on GMA this morning, that one in four teenagers have received a sex. Yes, a sexually explicit picture before mm-hmm. they are 18. And so that's like 30%. And the study of more than 100,000 teenagers around the world have found that one in seven have sent sex messages themselves, while 12% they have forwarded a sex without consent. They were talking about this on ABC this morning yes, because were. people, if you do have, if your kid has a smartphone, that is when this is happening and you need to talk to your kids because there's different laws state by state about passing things on. And yep. they talked to girls and they said there's so much pressure 
from send me a picture of this, send me a picture of that. Take and, a picture of a monkey's fanny and send it. And of course, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. And and then they found too that people who share ex- teens who share sexually explicit images are more likely to have, have sex. sex at a younger age. Yeah. So, Imagine. Yeah. The study was done all over the world. All too. over know, the world between the ages yep. of 12 yeah. and 17. And it doesn't surprise uh, any of us, but yet if you do have kids between 12 and 17, have the conversation. It needs to be part of sex education. So, Because if you send that picture also, to an underage person and you think that there's, there's so there's much legal stuff uh, that can happen to you. Yeah. Also, uh, another study in 2012 that came out that teens who sex are seven times more likely to be sexually active and also two times more likely to have unprotected sex. Ooh, so that's a high number. They from a public from a public health perspective, they wanted to get right. this yeah. on, and this is a conversation that should be ongoing in the tween and teen years. Uh, and uh, just people don't understand the prevalence of sexting because, of course, it's just this I generation, this these kids that were born, you know, without yeah, with it's the new generation, you know, the kids that are in junior high, elementary, or high school, there's always been smartphones. Right. Yeah. So their parents may not understand that. And uh, just know that moms and dads out there, you're not alone if you've got a teen splainer in your house. (laughs) Teen splainer. How the know-it-all teenagers attempt to educate uh, their parents Uh, on topics they know nothing about. And we've had Damon splaining. We've had mansplaining. We've had, now it's it's teen splaining. splaining, Uh um, How teenagers try to explain everything from politics to music to their parents. And then uh, the hardest thing in the world for parents ever to talk about with their kids for many parents is to talk about sex. That was one thing that wasn't hard for me. Well, that's good. One of the few things. Yeah. Um, There were some examples that came up uh, with this one teen-splaining blog that came up where a teenager tried to explain to her mom and dad who boy George was. Okay, that's funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's a boy that looks like a girl that plays music that had a heroin addiction that used to be in the book club, that used to be this, that used to be that. And also teens like to teensplay how internet and social media work. So if you've got a teensplainer on your hand, you could also do some teensplaining back. They might not know about sexting. There you go. You know? There you go. And um, parents are really sick of it. And they are sick of the kids reminding them that just because they were born before social media, they don't know anything. Is oh, sort is of what it? the thing is that we had encyclopedias. That teen explainers, mm-hmm. well, you know, mom, dad, you can't, grew up in the dark ages. Yeah, they can't but imagine. We have these things called brains. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. They still yeah. have them. Yeah. Anyway, um, and also kids. That's funny because my kids never had any of this. I yeah, mean, this kids wasn't, love this is, to also teen explain friends. Oh, tell me that one. Well, just because. Friends lives on now on all these oh, different the TV streaming. show friends. Oh, okay. Yes, like oh, there's this really great show. Maybe you've heard about it. Oh, it's called little, Friends. Little, uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway. Have you heard of people friends? are constantly? Well, you had uh, what's her name in here last week about her daughter in the text. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of teen explaining that's going mm-hmm. on with yeah. the uh, the text. So mm-hmm. you can just add add that. 
Add that to your lexicon. All right. Okay. When we come back. It's our favorite headlines of the day. I like this song by Foster the People. Me too. Yeah, it's really good. Sit next to me. I haven't had a song for a while. I know. I might. I have an OCD. Okay, you ready do? to go? All right. Favorite headline today: Ellen DeGeneres dedicates hospital room to Jimmy Kimmel's son. He was on her show today, and of course, they both Oscar hosts. They have that in common. And she said, "You're just doing great things on your show." And they raised. She and the viewers of her show raised a million dollars. And um, of course- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Kimmel's been a vocal champion of children's health care um, because his son was born with a heart defect right. and wanting Congress to restore the children's health insurance program. And she said, I just wanted to do you know, a cool thing. And we called our friends at Children's Hospital and they've named one of the rooms the Billy Kimmel Room. How cute is that? Super. She's so, well, she bought, remember the monkey um, area for Portia Portia bought her her sanctuary of Rwanda. It's not a monkey. They're uh, the mountain gorillas of Rwanda. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The gorilla. The gorilla sanctuary. I mean, that is kind of some cool stuff. It is. What would you want named after you, Lori? What would I want? Mm-hmm. I... I mean, if someone bought, it's the Lori, Lori room. Mm. All right, then the Lori and Julie room. It would be a beautiful makeup area with luxurious I would want to have a bench cocktails. at the state fair. Yeah, I would love with to have the, a Lori with, and with Julie bench. Mirror. So I would too. Check. I totally would mm. love it. But the mirror would get vandalized. So it would. But it'd be nice if it wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, that'd be the best. It would. Mm. Okay. All right. That's like the best thing ever, Lori. <laughs> bench at the fair. It's very But just creative. really in a high, perfect area where no other benches, but, but it's perfect. That'd be good. All right. Donald Glover's New Yorker profile was thought-provoking. It's so... You have to read it. I thought I could maybe summarize it. Okay. But it was too long of a story, and he's such an interesting guy. Remember, we found out that he, he was the rapper and the childish Gambino. Yes, we never knew that before. We never put no. that together, and he's the. Creator I think a lot of, of people haven't. I've never watched Atlanta. Still, I, I that's another show I watched with Casey, and, and he then he dropped out and done. left me hanging. Okay. There you well, go. Well, I think we watched three. Are you still watching Shy? The Shy? Yeah. Yeah. You still, okay. Yeah, that's a good show. Okay. On Showtime. No, seriously. Is Meghan Markle going to wear an Alexander McQueen wedding gown? Well, why not? Well, because that's what Sarah, or her Duchess Kate, Kate wore, uh, Alexander McQueen. She'll want to make her own footprint, Um huh? And I, I, I... I I I I I I, I kind of would I, like I, to I, see I, her wear Carolina Herrera. I love Carolina Herrera, but um, she might be just following the Duchess of Cambridge and uh, Cambridge and wearing a British uh, band. They're taking bets. Ralph and Russo was a two to one favorite. Okay, um, and um, and 
now Alexander McQueen is in there. And, you know, that's, of course, Sarah Burton, blah, blah, blah. Erdem is a Canadian Turkish designer. And she's, I don't know. We don't know. Why not wear American designer? No. Can't do it. No can do. No. She's given up those rights, moving across the pond. Yeah. All right, fine. fine. Okay. So we don't know anything. No, we don't. Really? really. That was but that was just a deliciously red headline, Donnie. <laughs> right, the punctuation right. was perfect. Thank you. I, I put a lot of thought mm-hmm. and effort into it, as I will this one. Rachel McAdams on Mean Girls. I have to thank Regina George for giving me longevity. Yeah. Well, I without reading it. Who's you, Regina George? It's from Mean Girls. Mean Girls. That was the character she played. Yeah. And but. she's getting great reviews for this movie Game Night with I, Jason Bateman and Kyle Chandler. Didn't it come out last weekend? Yes. Last weekend. And she sat down with the New York Times to promote the movie Game Night. Yes. She said, uh, does Regina George haunt me every day? She has that quality, but I have to thank her for giving me longevity. I'm forever grateful to Tina Fey. The Mean Girl screenwriter. I remember when I read it and I called my agent and said, I will play any part in this movie. Please, I love please, that. please. I was at the beginning of my career and I love playing villains. They get away from so much. They do. They get away with they so with much. So much. Yeah, yep, they do. Fun. Yeah. All right. Katy Perry wants you to know she sleeps nine to ten hours a night. And eats four and a half meals a day. So she's, she's got to be very happy. Yeah, she's on the cover of Glamour magazine, the March issue. Yeah. And it's like, what is she promoting? American Idol. Oh, oh that's right. She's promoting. Of course. With that. And uh, so anyway, and she is on tour. Okay. Right now. Oh, I know. That horrible tour. That horrible tour. And so anyway, she... We're so mean. I know it. I, I know like it. Do you know what I'm impressed? I'm impressed that she's keeping her hair super short. She, she looks is. so cute in it. Yeah. She is. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, that's that's why she's on the cover of the March issue because right. American Idol is starting up. Right. She's so cute. I think she's cute. Yeah. Lindsay Vaughn on retiring. I would love to keep going, but physically, I don't think I can handle. No. She listen. That girl's body has been through everything. Yeah. Wait yep. till she's fifty. I know it. I feel for these people that burn out their bodies so quickly. I can't imagine the Uh -uh. toll Olympic training must take. Mm -hmm. Not when you're in a high school. And athletes know their bodies. I think they know when they're peaked. And I think Lindsey Vonn is listening to her body just like Michael Phelps. I mean, like, it's a smart way to... To go towards retirement, she could go on. She's got some World Cup races uh, that she's going to do, but she could be. They need to get rid of boring Bodie Miller. You've already given her the. She already has a new job. Is what you're saying? She's already got something ready to go. Yeah, Lori's negotiated the contract. That's right. I have. It's all ready to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, People Magazine says that Ewan McGregor and Mary Elizabeth Winstead they're they're still happening. They're still happening. Well, good for them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wraps that one up. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> right, fine. Chrissy Teigen is worried she'll get postpartum depression again, but she is ready for it. Well, well, I think she really had it bad, and she did an interview at this conference in L.A. and she did talk about it, and she said, "Well, yeah, I mean, I had postpartum, and the chances I could have it again, but I will. I'm ready for it, and I know what to look for. And uh, anyway." Um, I think that'd be really scary. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm glad I didn't have that. She had a very funny thing with American Airlines where she wanted to know if she could bring her emotional support casserole I with her. I saw that. <laughs> of she, scallop potatoes. I, it was so funny, but she called and they allowed her to bring it through if she brought it through in a Tupperware thing. That it was hysterical. I know. It's she's so funny. funny. <laughs> I know it. 
Alicia Vikander is uh, totally fine with Team USA beating her Team Sweden in curling. Yeah, so, um, you know, this is some soul-searching after the uh, Olympics, and uh, Team USA, you know, uh, beat Sweden and the curling, and Alicia mm-hmm. Vikander is from Sweden. The countrymen seem lost in the exciting, and she said it's, uh, she's very, she loves watching curling. It's very addictive to watch, and it is. Anyone who watched curling I watched it. I stayed up. I mean, it was highly. It was like you. It was compelling. Uh And she said, one year I had to set my alarm to watch the Olympic finals at 2 Mm a.m. And I think the the appeal of curling is, too, is something you don't have to focus. No, it's not a sport. That you have to do when you're young, that you have to pick up when you're young. Oh, sure. You like, can build the skill set later in life. That's like right. Like skiing, it's easier to start young. Yes. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Even, uh, but uh, people in Sweden just, you know, they love, the Sweden women did win gold and gold. They did. Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. They did. Yep. Uh, Fitty said he is not a Bitcoin millionaire. He converted that to dollars and is bankrupt. Okay. Well, so much for that. <laughs> yeah. Well. He's bankrupt? He has been saying that for a few years. I, I thought that I, he got some money back, but again, we all bought into the Bitcoin story. He's not bankrupt. No, no. How he many? just maybe doesn't want to pay bills. Yeah, that's why. I, that's another way I look at. <laughs> gives good couch though. He does. We love him. Yeah, he does. Couch. He does. All right. Lastly, what yeah. is this about? Woman denied entry to Metropolitan Museum of Art for wearing a period costume. Well, well, what period was it? I think I it was think, a tampon period. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably. She came in her bathroom string and she had a string oh, hanging. Out, she had a, a leash Julia. rope. Oh, God. And they were just like, you know what, lady? This is just taking art a bit too far. It is. You need to walk away mm-hmm. right now. The haters at the Met, mm-hmm. they wouldn't let Don't her. Don't flush in. that down the toilet, though. Wrap it up. Yeah. Really, guys? Really? I know, that's gross. Yeah, pretty that much. That was your gross. She was decked out in her 18th century best, and they Why accused they her of stealing in? it from the 18th century oh. fashion thing. All right, well, that would have been a little <laughs> bit of a problem if they had a broken she window it's in the fashion area. Right. Costume looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have Lord, you day. can't make it. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.